ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the ASIAL Security Insider podcast. And today we are talking about excellence in security amongst other things in Australia and the various different awards being hosted and collaborated on uh, by ASIAL across the Australian Security Medals Awards, the uh, Australian or oh, sorry, the Outstanding Performance Awards and the ASIAL Awards for Excellence. In order to get the conversation moving, we have with us today a number of guests. We've got Tony Zalewski and Damien McMeekin from the Australian Security Medals Foundation. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And we have joining us via telephone Martin Gill, all the way from the other side of the world in the UK for the Outstanding Performance Awards. Martin, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to the conversation. And we have John Fleming from ASIAL to help us understand the ASIAL Awards for Excellence. John, how are you? All good, John, and thanks for the invitation. So I guess to get the ball rolling, the the first thing to really understand is what is the background of each of these awards? And, and maybe, John, you can kick us off by telling us a little bit about what is it? What's ASIAL's role in this? How have all three of these awards come together under the or on the on the the evening that ASIAL runs? Okay, sure. So ASIAL started the awards program for excellence uh, twenty five years ago. So it's a long time. We've had a lot of experience in the market trying to promote excellence amongst the security industry. And then recently, six years ago, we were joined by Martin Gill and the Outstanding Security Performance Awards for the Oscars. And then we were joined by the Australian Security Medals. Um, so we basically collaborate together to provide a forum to recognise professionalism in the security industry. And I guess the main reason for this podcast this afternoon is to try and let listeners know across the country there is an award for everyone whether it happens that you be a security guard, whether it happens that you be a security consultant, a security company, an integration company, whatever the case may be, there is no reason that anyone needs to feel left out of the awards process. There are awards for the electrical side of the industry, for the guarding side of the industry. There is quite literally, now that all three of these have come together, a little bit of something for everyone. So, Damien, can I get you to kick us off by telling us a little bit about the Australian Security Medals Foundation and the Australian Security Medal Awards and, and what that grew out of and, and what you're trying to achieve? And I have to be open and honest here and declare up front, I have an interest in this. I used to sit on the board of the Australian Security Medals Foundation. I don't anymore, but we'll get Damien to kick it off. Thanks, John. Uh, the Australian Security Medals Foundation is now 10 years old and it was founded... Um, by a number of, of senior practitioners in the industry to publicly recognise the people of the Australian security industry and in doing so to also help um, change the perception of the industry. Uh, the Foundation um, primarily has two awards, uh, the Australian Security Medal for Valour and the Australian Security Medal. The Medal for Valour is to recognise acts of bravery and initiative um, courage in the in the face of danger, and uh, that's recognised as, as as something that the, the security guard industry in particular confronts. They do extraordinary work, uh, often unsung, and this is to bring that forward and to recognise the bravery that a lot of our our members um, exhibit in in particular incidents uh, of particular danger and particular initiative and bravery. The Australian Security Medal um, is about. Uh, very senior leadership um, contributions, leadership, 
uh, citizenship and influence, um, of, of consistency and, and long-standing people who have stood up and have helped change the industry and uh, added luster to the industry, and it's people. We're, we're all about the people and their activities. We also um, uh, are a, a guardian for and a gateway to the Save a Life um, Awards. Um, we, we don't issue them ourselves, but uh, through our nomination process, particularly with the Australian Security Medal for Valor, um, we learn about a lot of people who um, have, have uh, saved lives, um, not necessarily uh, in positions of danger to, to the, the, uh, the practitioner, um, but have actually stood up and saved a life in difficult circumstances. So it's all about recognising the people and what they've done and, and helping people understand what extraordinary people we have in, in our industry. Yep. And perhaps if we can throw to you, Martin, and you can tell us a little bit about the Outstanding Performance Awards because these reach, unlike the other two, these are sort of beyond Australia's boundaries. These are global awards with an Australian section, if you will. So tell us a little bit about the Outstanding Security Performance Awards. Thank you very much. Yes, that's right. Uh, um, good thing about the three awards is they, they are all about awards, but they're all quite different in the way that they are set up and the way that they uh, um, uh, affect different parts of the sector. And the Outstanding Security Performance Awards are an international award. And the interesting thing about this is that uh, they're currently operating in 13 countries. And in every country, it's exactly the same process. So uh, um, uh, involves different associations, involved in the security sector, uh, same categories, the same principles, the same process. And so the idea of the Oscars is that in due course, you don't just win your country, for example, outstanding security consultant Australia, that uh, in winning your country, you're going to a worldwide award. So at the moment, the Oscars operate uh, in 13 different countries. Um, so there's a lot of attention to the winners outside of the country as well as within their country. And uh, um, and I say we're in 13 countries already, we're talking for a lot more. Uh, we were due to announce more this summer, but obviously with the virus, that's been delayed a while. So um, uh, um, the fact that it's the same in every country is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an international focus. And, you know, on the night of the uh, awards, there are people looking all over the world, waiting on Twitter to find out who's won in Australia. Uh, um, and when we get the winners, uh, um, from Australia, we'll publicise it around the world. There is interest. And perhaps the most fascinating story I had was uh, coming out of one of the awards one night a couple of years back. One of the winners came up to me and said to me, Martin, Martin, I've just got to tell you something. Something fantastic just happened. He said, uh, we won outstanding security consultancy tonight. And he said, um, and I said, well, congratulations. Said, oh, no, 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 Martin, that's not the point I want to tell you. Because when I won, I kept everyone in the company to say, we just won outstanding security consultancy. And I got a response from the head of um, consultancy in America saying, congratulations, we're talking about the Oscars over here. I think that's the significance of the international focus. And of course, we have a great relationship uh, um, with uh, ACL and uh, with the medals. We've been talking to them for several years now uh, to bring it all together. So we have an awards night which celebrates the success of those who are really good at what they do in Australia. And that's important. It's really important to recognise those who are outstanding. Yep. Okay, John, so perhaps if you could jump in at this point and tell us a little bit about the ASIAL uh, Awards for Excellence and the catalyst behind those. The first key primary reason for doing this is to showcase the capability of the security industry in Australia 
And as you've alluded to before and with the other guests, there's a lot of capability within the industry. And this is a great way to prove the excellence that's happening and have a forum that we can actually show this happening in the market. Uh, the awards are separated as well so that we have a number of different categories in each of the three groups that can satisfy most people in the Australian security market. Um, and then we bring all this together, a night of excellence at a major hotel in Sydney 2022, 2020, sorry, um, to showcase everything that's happened for the industry. So it's, it's a key element in the history of Australia and the security industry. It's a great way for networking and a great way to showcase the capability and the professionalism of security and uh, people in the market. Yep. Okay. So, Tony, I'm going to throw to you here because we're getting circle back to the Australian Security Medals Foundation. There is a nomination process that's involved and you've been largely instrumental in pioneering and, and restructuring how that nomination process comes about. Can you can you walk us a little bit through, um, you know, who is eligible or who could nominate for something like an Australian Security Medal and what sorts of things that, you know, the board looks for in those kinds of awards? Yes, thanks, John. Uh, I'm actually on the, on the nominations board as well, so... Um, uh, the, the committee, there's three of us that sit on this committee and we assess the nominations when they come in. But uh, what uh, what we did about uh, nearly five years ago now is uh, we changed the uh, nominations process where we documented um, uh, yeah, the key selection criteria for each of the two awards uh, to better help those who want to nominate someone. So, for example, we've had uh, nominations for uh, bravery, for valour, um, and uh, you know, there's been certain uh, high, highly um, publicised incidents that have that have been reported through the media, and uh, yeah, people have received a Valor Award for outstanding uh, courage. Uh, and then, of course, we've also had those that have had a long-standing uh, history in the industry, who have been nominated for the Australian Security Medal. And um, you know, with the, the assessment criteria um, is high-level contribution to the wider community um, through the security uh, industry. Um, and, and really, that's uh, that's open to anyone. So so anyone can nominate another person, um, whether they're in the industry or whether they're not. Um, but of course, you know, Valor may be someone who assists a security person in a in a high risk incident. Um, so so they're really open to any person. But but the uh, criteria uh, is very clear. And uh, and when I say very clear, the assessment criteria actually sits on the nomination form to assist a person. So. If, for example, someone is listening to this podcast and, and thinks, I know someone who's been an outstanding contributor to the community and to the security industry and I'd like to nominate them, um, they would just go to the ASIO website, um, see the link uh, to, the, to the form and then, uh, and then effectively print the form out and, um, and they could either send it in electronically or they could uh, mail it in. Okay, so that part seems to have changed. It was that there was a, a form on the dedicated Australian Security Medals Foundation website. Is that now done through the ASIO website or is there still, a, Damien, you're saying there's still an ASMF website? We, we do have our own, but uh, through our collaboration with ASIO and our desire to, to speak with one voice to, to the industry and uh, externally, um, ASIO's very kindly provided a gateway through their website as well. Right. And Martin, can you tell us a little bit about the nomination process with your awards and how that actually works? 
Yes, absolutely. So your awards are open to anyone working in the security sector in Australia in the previous year. And uh, really, that's it. The criteria is that um, you have to be outstanding at what you do. So there are some categories that are aimed at individuals, some at companies, some at initiatives, some at teams, departments. So there, there are various types of awards, obviously all security related. And the, the, the entry process is exactly the same across the world in every country. So um, they, for each category, what we've done is we've researched what's the criteria for distinguishing those who are outstanding from those that are good. So it's not a comparison of outstanding from poor, it's about outstanding from good. And so the criteria varies by category. And we ask uh, entrants to put forward their case. And um, clearly, uh, um, it's up to entrants then to think about distinguishing the criteria that, that makes them uh, explain to judges why they, he or she, are um, um, outstanding rather than good. And uh, um, and then the process goes off to judges who make their judgment. It's all announced on the night. There's no one knows in advance. So, John, can you maybe tell us a little bit about how the ASIAL Excellence Awards nomination process works? Sure. So, the ASIAL Awards for Excellence, um, you log on to our website, and there's a nomination form directly on there, and this is for any individual and organisation within the security industry that have done excellent work within the previous year in the security market. Um, there's a criteria that they have to fill out, which is only uh, a written piece. They can support, put some supporting documentation in place. And then that goes off to our judging panel. And this is probably an important note. The judging panel are purely independent people. They're not part of ASIL. And nobody knows about the winner till the night of the award. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, one of the things that I find most inspiring about this awards process is the stories that come out of them. I'm going to circle back to the Australian Security Medal Awards here and the medals for Vela. In the 10-odd years since this has started, we have heard some amazing stories about acts of security officers, at both male and female, and also some incredible stories about the things that senior leaders within the security industry do by way of charity and community support and all sorts of things. Um, Tony, I'll, I'll throw to you first. Is there a particular story that stands out in your mind? Yes, yeah, there, there was um, there was a one that, that resulted in the award of the Vela Medal. Yep. Um, and there were uh, two guards working in a shopping centre, and there was um, in uh, New South Wales, and there was um, a gang activity between two rival gangs, and uh, knives were were uh, pulled, and the, the violence erupted within the shopping centre, which which I'm sure uh, most of the listeners would would appreciate would terrorise most people who are going through their day-to-day shopping experience and all of a sudden there's this, this uh, extreme level of violence and uh, two security guards, uniform guards, responded. One guard in particular uh, took uh, a very good control and uh, not only did he disarm one of the gang members that had a knife at great personal risk to himself, um, he also uh, coordinated the attendance of um, other security guards who worked in this large shopping centre as well as the police. Um, he did an excellent job. I mean, he, he, he did uh, receive a small uh, wound himself uh, and kept going, uh, did, all the, did all the right things, did all the things that you, that you would expect a professional security guard to do in the circumstances.
but it was outstanding courage and certainly that was uh, well recognised by us. So that was one for Valor. And then last year we had the Australian Security uh, Medal um, for a man that's been in the industry, I think, for about 25 years now. Um, he's he's uh, worked in aviation. Uh, he's consulting as a, as a, um, a security risk specialist at the moment. Um, but when his nomination came in, and there were a number of nominations that came in, but when his came in, it was just outstanding. He'd been involved in um, industry representation with government on various committees relating to terrorism and, and high-risk uh, operations. Uh, he'd been involved in um, lead- leadership at uh, in airport security and aviation practices, uh, and he contributed greatly to his local community, which was a rural or regional community in Victoria. And again, the, out- the outstanding efforts of him uh, over 25 years, and it's not like... He, he appeared in three the last three years. I mean, his contribution to the community was evident from the early days of, of, his, um, of his service to the security industry and also to the public, of course. Yeah. Uh, Martin, tell me about you know, some of the people who might typically win an outstanding security performance award. Well, there are lots of different categories. So um, the type of people who win are distinguished by just one characteristic. They are outstanding at what they do. And uh, um, perhaps uh, the most the most heartening thing is just how pleased, just how big a deal it is for people to win an Oscar. And uh, um, in fact, one of the striking things for me, and it's very interesting to me, and this is true in Australia, but it's true in other countries too, is becoming increasingly seen to be a credibility stake to be a finalist, to actually be in that final set of names on them and have uh, the names um, posted around the world is in itself seen as something of a victory. Uh, I remember just a few years ago, just to give you an example of what of, of the story that happened, we were contacted by um, someone who was a finalist, and he's always from Australia to England, and they rang up and said, look, um, we'd like to invite our clients to the event, but we only want to invite them if we know we've won. So the managing director asked me to give you a call. They said, I'm so sorry, we're not able to release the findings until the night. So a couple of days later, I'll give her a two, she rang back and said, look, I'm really sorry, my, my, my manager would like to buy three tables if we have won, but so doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of the client. So again, we said, I'm very sorry, that's not the rules of the Oscars, we don't really can advance. But in the end, they did buy, they did attain, they did buy the tables, they didn't win, but they thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, um, and I think that's the real point here, that the long-term aim is to build up credibility for awards. For a long time, people have had a rather dual this year, um, um, not so much in Australia, but uh, around the world. And yeah. I think for um, all the leading players to come together to say, you know, we're going to commit to doing it well and to recognise that internationally, it's an important step. And can you very quickly run us through the various categories within the OSPERS? Yeah, there, there are not seven categories, actually. They're, they're all on the uh, um, OSPERS website and via ACL2 website. Um, they differ, the, the categories are the same, but they're not all offering in different countries. So outstanding female security professional, outstanding um, security officer, outstanding security company. Um, so they cover the technical side and the corporate side, the physical side, individuals, teams. So um, definitely worth a look. And they nicely complement the ACL awards as well. Um, so um, uh, um, definitely worth looking up the categories for the different um, award schemes and seeing which ones best fit. Yep, and that sounds a good like like a good segue to you, John. Um, with regard to the ASIL Awards, are there 
any outstanding sort of recipients over the last few years that you can think of that exemplify what the awards really represent? And, and what are some of the categories that are covered in the awards? Yeah, sure, sure. So it's going to be hard to pinpoint one exactly, but one the number that stand out for me are some of the electronic security installation uh, uh, jobs that have gone ahead especially the multi-million dollar jobs, complexity with the IT networks, the cyber security solutions, and, the, and then some of these remote sites, Australian embassies overseas, so forth. Uh, the complexity in how these security companies from Australia have gone about doing these works is incredible. And it's not to actually read through their nomination, you see the degree of difficulty and professionalism in how they actually get this job done. We also look at a number of other areas, you know, such as gender diversity, indigenous employment, uh, integrated security services solutions, and then we go try and help the security equipment manufacturers with the product of the year for alarms, access control, CCTV, um, IP solutions, and then we try and hit up the security, physical barriers, gates, locks. So it, there's something in it for everybody. So it's not a barrier. There's something there for everyone, whether you're a small one-man band or a multi-million dollar company. There's a great deal of opportunity for you. And probably, I think Martin just mentioned it as well, there's a lot of credibility for your company when you win a, an award. It, it, it enhances the company's reputation and the other part that comes out of it, the employees feel great too. Mm. The staff morale, the motivation can improve dramatically. And with that, it can also help with um, recruiting. Uh, so everyone wants to work for a winner. So if you can get with a company that's winning awards, and even winning these awards, it's pretty much an inexpensive activity to put a nomination through for any one of the awards. So I'd encourage anybody listening today to get the pens out get writing about all the good things that are happening in your company and put the nomination through to each each or any of the awards. Yeah, and I'm going to throw to Damien in two seconds to maybe explore that a little bit further, but I think it is important, as, as and I can only say this from my perspective, but as someone who moves around the industry a fair bit, reporting on and looking at the industry, many, many organisations that I go into have these awards very proudly displayed, uh, whether it be in their foyer or on their walls or whatever the case may be. And I think it does make a difference. And it's important, I believe, from the perspective of too often, unfortunately, this industry has a, a bad rap in the media and gets portrayed in a somewhat negative light. And I think these awards represent regardless of which awards they may be, the, the medals awards, the excellence awards, the outstanding performance awards, they they represent an opportunity for the industry to be able to step forward, put their case before the media and say, look at the incredible people that we have and look at the amazing things that we do. And it's not necessarily all bad. And I mean, Damien, we, we're getting towards the end of our sort of allotted time here, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about how people can get involved with the uh, uh, the Medals Foundation and their awards. The involvement is easy. It's it's at the, the heart of what we do, the heart of what we all do, as, as John was just saying, it's recognising your own people, recognising your own work, showing it the respect for which it's due. And that respect is is, is extraordinary. Coming from the foundation and, and, and the stories we hear um, from 
applications and from people and participants and discussions. There are incredible acts of bravery uh, ongoing. There's incredible service being delivered and leadership and citizenship being delivered. And we see that through the foundation and we try and recognize it and make people understand it. I've also been fortunate to be a, a judge um, on the ASIAL Awards for Excellence over a number of years. And again, it's seeing an extraordinary amount of high quality work and dedication coming through and trying to provide a forum, as again with the OSPAs, trying to provide a, a means by which we can recognize that extraordinary character that comes through from our industry and often overlooked. For we in the in the foundation, it's about the people. Um, for ASIL, it's about, a, and the OSPAs are different categories, but we're all trying to do the same thing, speak with one voice uh, to and for our industry to show there are great people doing great work. And it is so easy to participate. It is simply a matter of going onto that website and about putting in a nomination, putting in a number of nominations. It's about recognizing and respecting your people and your work. Yep. And that's a, that's a point that I have to sort of clarify with the Medals Foundation particularly, um, and John will clarify for me if it's different with the ASIAL Awards, but I know in the case of the Medals Foundation, the nominations are free. It doesn't cost Absolutely. you anything to nominate anyone. So nominate as many people as you possibly can that you believe are worthy of the awards. That doesn't include, for those people who are listening, yourself. This is not a self-nomination process. But if you believe there are people out there who think that who you believe are worthy of an award for whatever reason, get onto the ASIAL website, go to the portal, fill out the nomination form. It doesn't take long and just get their names in because we want to know about the incredible people out there. I have had the opportunity over the last 10 odd years to read the nominations out at the dinner. And sometimes, I'll tell you now, it is hard to get through the nomination without choking up. You hear what these people do, and it is just mind-blowing. And even if you don't nominate, come to the dinner. Just be a part of it. See these three awards in action and experience the best of what this industry has got to offer. Uh, Martin, can you tell us a little bit about how people get involved in the nominations for the Ospers? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think the key point is that you can put yourself forward, you can um, be nominated by someone else. But you have to make sure that you meet the criteria. Because it's not just about saying, I'm great, uh, uh, or this person's great, or this initiative's great. Uh, the key point is to persuade judges that there's evidence to back that up, that, that you've got some reference point by which you can say, yes, we are... Uh, outstanding at what we do. And I think one of the biggest issues for people entering credible award schemes is that it's not a case of saying we are fantastic. Yep, for sure. And John, how do people go about getting involved with the uh, the Excellence Awards? What's the nomination process? And is there a fee involved or is it free? Or Yeah, sure. So the, the first thing is it's all on our website, the ASL website, there'll be a nomination form on there. All the categories are listed. You choose the category or multiple categories that you'd wish to nominate for. Um, going with, there's a specified criteria, which is all written down on that website. And there is a small uh, non-refundable fee 
to make the nomination, and that's just to help with costs and everything of developing and uh, staging this big event. But out of the event as well, I think some of the others that obviously touched on it is the networking part, because not only winning and promoting your company and getting recognised by your peers, there's also that you know three fifty four hundred people turn up to the event, and that's a great networking opportunity. We've had a number of people who've come back to us after winning an award and then found out they've had consultants in Canberra and so forth ring up afterwards and ask them to come on their tender list. So it's actually very uh, positive for the company, whether they're a runner-up or a winner. It's about the activity and getting involved and then the industry benefits from all the knowledge. Yep. And I imagine the nominations are open right now for all three groups of awards. Do we have a close-off date when people need to get nominations in by? John, do you know? Yeah, we've got a... Yeah, well, from an ASIL point of view, we've got a close-off date of the 24th of August, 2020, and that's enough time then to get the nominations in, um, get them out to the judges, do the judging panel, and then start getting the trophies and everything made up for the night in October when we have the awards ceremony. Yeah, and I know it's roughly the same for the uh, Medals Foundation. What about you, Martin? As there looks like we've lost Martin. So... Yeah, Martin's will be the same date yeah. as um, ASIL. Yeah, and we'll cut Martin some slack considering that he is on the other side of the world in about 17 <laughs> different time zones from us. So, look, ladies and gentlemen, I, I we're going to bring this to a close because we've get, we're getting close to the half-hour mark, but I cannot encourage you enough to get involved with these various awards. You know, it's it's not just about feeling good or looking good and all the rest of it. It's about acknowledging that we're part of an industry that does amazing things whether it be highly complex and technical installation work whether it be going out of your way to protect your fellow citizens in the community whether it be contributing to the body of knowledge that is security or conducting long-term assistance programs within the community or whether it be uh, you know being an outstanding security officer outstanding female security professional as martin alluded to before it's all there there is something for everyone. So go to the ASIAL website, www.asial.com.au. You will find there the ability to be able to nominate for any of these awards. We will put all of the links to the description in the podcast and also go back into the websites for the various different awards, whether it be the OSPAs, the Medals Foundation, the Excellence Awards, and read through some of the previous recipients if you haven't seen those stories because I can tell you from my own personal experience especially with the Australian Security Medals Awards, some of the stories are absolutely mind-blowing. You would not believe the level of courage and the level of dedication that some of these people are able to exhibit. And it's the same with the Excellence Awards. Just the level of technical ability of some of the people in this industry is incredible. Damien, thank you for joining us on the podcast. My great pleasure. It's great to see you. Tony, thank you for making the effort to come in and tell us about how all this works. Pleasure, John. Thank you. And John, thank you very much for being a part of this. And yep, thank you. My, my pleasure. And we will wish Martin all the best. He can listen to us saying goodbye on the podcast when he finally gets it on the other <laughs> side of the world. Thanks very much, yeah. guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.